Welcome in Dynasty fam. Going to be talking about 10 interesting stats and takeaways from NFL week two. So hopefully this can help you heading into week three. Crazy week of fantasy guys had some tough injuries. Hopefully, right, we'll have some prayers out to Nick Chubb, right? Also, we lost J.K. Dobbins. So hopefully they come back. Hopefully that's not the last we see of either of those players. But let's get into it, guys. Going to be talking about at number 10, going to be talking about the Ravens backfield. A lot of speculation right this week on the wave wire. Who is the player to own right now? They activate Melvin Gordon also from the practice squad. But right now, I'm thinking it's going to be Justice Hill. And a couple of things, guys, right now, he outcarries Gus Edwards slightly, right, just by one, right, 11 to 10. But what I do like, guys, is that he runs twice as many routes. He runs 23 routes to Gus Edwards' 11, also gets a majority of the snaps in the two-minute drill, and also gets most of the work in the red zone. He gets three out of the four carries inside the five. The touchdown goes to Gus Edwards this game, but I still like that he got three carries inside the five. So if I'm putting in my waiver guys in today, I'm probably going to be putting more money down on Justice Hill to lead that backfield going forward and get some of that good opportunity that we like, right, with those receptions, the receiving opportunity, and then he's still getting some goal line work. Definitely like it. So I'm going to go with Justice Hill leading that Ravens backfield based on what we saw uh, this week. Okay, now moving on. To number nine, guys, we got Mr. Sky Moore. Now, he was one of our he was one of my buy low candidates, guys, just because I feel like he hadn't gotten that much opportunity yet. But looking at it, guys, coming off, if you bought him, I mean, you if you drafted him in rookie drafts, he was like a round two pick. But right now, guys, if you traded for him, you probably could have got him for like a fourth round pick, maybe a third round pick. But right now, if you can cash out, guys, I would be willing to cash out already. I know he had he had one game. There's a lot of people that are liking the what they saw already, saying that he had the mini breakout right with the touchdown and all that. But he has a slight decrease in snap share from week one to week two, 69 to 50, down to 58. All this stats, too, guys, also is from PFF. So 69 to 58%. Most of it is from PFF. There's also some from Fantasy Pros, different things like that. So only earns four targets, guys, three receptions. 70 in those three receptions. I mean, he's efficient 70 yards for one touchdown. But right now, guys, I would be willing to sell if I could. If I could get a second, right? If you if you bought low on him, I would be trying to get maybe even Sky Moore in a third, trade off Sky Moore in a third or fourth, try to get a second back, someone that maybe needs a receiver. If you drafted him in the second, I don't mind breaking even and just getting my second back, guys. But I'm definitely going to try to be moving him. Right now, Watson and Tony both earned more targets than him while running less routes. And it was only one more target. Watson and Tony both got five targets. But they ran. Tony ran half the route, less than half the routes. Tony ran, I think, 15. Sky Moore, 33 routes run. And in that... He had that big uh, 50 yard, 50 plus yard play for Sky Moore. So right now, guys, if he's not getting that target share, the target volume that he he needs to be getting to hit there, it's going to be really big play dependent. And even in that, I ju- we just haven't seen that much from Sky Moore right now. So I'm going to be looking to move on from my Sky Moore shares if people are buying after this week's performance. So now heading into number eight, guys, we got Brees Hall. 
Man, and this was a shocker, guys. Brees Hall came out week one. He looked amazing. He had, I think it was like 100 plus yards in his first 10 carry, in his first like four carries. Not 10, I think he only got 10 carries in the game. But like in his first four carries, he had 100 plus yards. I was thinking, man, Brees, he looked awesome, guys. And then game two, they come out. I don't know what in the world happened, guys, but he only gets four carries. The only thing I could think, guys, is if he was just having some trouble or maybe had some knee some knee pain or some swelling or something, but or they just want to flat out lose, guys. But I don't know, but he gets four carries only, only two targets. He ran eight routes, guys. So Dalvin Cook actually led them in snaps. Uh, he ran a, He had 17 snaps. Reese Hall logged 15, and he actually split 15 and 15. Michael Carter also ran 15. But what was crazy, guys, is Michael Carter ran more routes than him. Right? He Michael Carter ran, thir- ran 13 routes. He got all 10 snaps in the two-minute drill. That was Michael Carter, not Brees Hall. So definitely concerning, guys, for Brees Hall owners. I mean, I'd still be buying, right, in Dynasty. But in Redraft, it's a little bit concerning the usage that they gave him this game. It was just kind of weird, man, to see from that from week one to week two how he looks so great, and then they just pretty much he didn't even get one fantasy point. Got I, I put he was the RB sixty, right? So I have R. He was the RB sixty, and it was point ninety fantasy point. I didn't even put fantasy points. He got point ninety fantasy point. So it's just a little bit concerning right now for Brees Hall. And let's go into our number seven, guys, and it is Mr. Kyron Williams. Man, monster week, guys, by Kyron Williams. Man, it's just back-to-back top ten finishes, guys, for Kyron Williams. Guys. He was the RB9 in week one. Then he's the RB2 uh, this past week, only to Brian Robinson. And it was only like .8 behind Brian Robinson. They basically both had 28 fantasy points. But he logs a 95% snap share, guys. So he had every carry out of the backfield for the Rams with 14. And he got 10 of the 11 targets. So the only opportunity that was not his was one target that went to Ronnie Rivers. So he's basically the workhorse in this week, too. And he goes back-to-back, like I said, top 10 finishes. He leads all RBs right now in targets. It's it's He's actually tied with Jalen Warren. They both have 12 targets each. But most of that was in week two for Kyron, guys. He had, I think, 10, 10 targets this in week two. So a little bit deceiving, but still great to see if you picked up Kyron Williams off the waivers. And right now, guys, I, the only thing that I'm a little bit hesitant with Kyron, guys, is that he is a smaller guy. He's only 5'9", under 200 pounds. So I'm not sure if they're going to continue giving him this workload. I know a lot of this was kind of Acres, the, the stuff with Acres and kind of him being in the doghouse and stuff with McVay, and they're putting him on the trade block, pretty much make him inactive right before, a couple hours before the game. So a little bit wild, guys. I do not see this continuing, guys. And if I could move on from Kyron Williams, I think he's going to be – I just don't see him being the lead back guys for the Rams for the whole season. We'll see, but I just think with the size that they're going to have to bring in somebody. I think maybe they maybe they bring in Zach Evans, right? He was inactive. Maybe they can bring in Zach Evans, a little bit bigger guy to handle some of that workload. But right now I'd be looking to sell Kyron Williams, guys, in Dynasty. And Redraft, I guess, if you want to write it out another game or two and see what happens. But I'd be fine moving on and cashing out on Kyron Williams right now. So moving into number six, guys, I got Tank Dell. 
And this was this was really good. This was awesome to see you guys. Tank Dell, he went from week one to week two. He went from 25 routes run to 54 routes run. Oh, from 24, 25 routes in week one up to 45 routes. So almost doubles his routes run in week two. He ran more routes than Nico Collins. That's pretty much the interesting stat here. He ran 45 routes to Nico Collins, 40. He earned 10 targets, goes 7 for 72 and a touchdown. He's the wide receiver 17. That was some crazy scores, man, for wide receivers this week. But he's the wide receiver 17 with 20 fantasy points. And right now, guys, we had the Noah Brown injury. And right now, Tank Dell is clearly the number one beneficiary. I think t- Tank Dell was high on my priority right now on the waiver wire list, guys, and definitely somebody that is skyrocketing right now in Dynasty. I think he's got good opportunity coming up. Right now, C.J. Stroud looks good. He looks good. They're letting him throw the ball. He's firing that ball 40-plus attempts this last game, close to 400 yards. So Tank Dell and Nico Collins definitely have some upside coming up in these next few weeks. So going into our number five, guys, we have Devontae Parker just comes back off an of injury. And I like the, what I like about this guy is Devontae Parker. He's still not that not that much owned, right, in redraft leagues. But Devontae Parker, 96% route participation. It was 45 out of 47 routes run for Devontae Parker. So they're treating him like he's the wide receiver one there. Uh, he ran more routes than Kendrick Bourne, Juju, right? He gets eight targets. He has six receptions for 57 yards. So one thing that is interesting, though, even though Bourne ran, I think it was maybe like five, five routes less or so. Not too much, not too much less, but still ran less routes. But he, Bourne out targets him, right, while running less routes. But he is less efficient. Bourne was only four for 29. So something to monitor going forward, this wide receiver one battle for the New England Patriots. If I was going to put my money on anybody, I guess I guess it'd be Parker right now, guys, just because the opportunity that he's getting uh, as he's being out there on the field. But Bourne has looked good for sure as well in these first two weeks. One thing we know for sure, guys, is that it is not Juju. So now moving into number four, guys, Brian Robinson, Monster Week. He's the RB1 of the week. And what's interesting, guys, he has 18 carries to Gibson's two. Antonio Gibson only has two carries in week two, and he's still running a lot of routes. I mean, we have we, we wanted Gibson to be that that guy running, you know, getting majority of the routes. But, man, right now, Brian Robinson is eating a lot into that, too. He runs 17 routes to Gibson's 25, so gets 18 carries. Just a lot of opportunity for Brian Robinson right now. Gets the goal line work. He goes goes 18 for 87 on the ground, gets two receptions for 42 yards, definitely good, 40 yards off of two receptions, then he gets two rushing TDs. So right now he's the RB1. He's the RB1 overall in week two with 28, a massive 28.9 fantasy points. So big week for Brian Robinson, looking like he is the main dog for sure in that backfield. I actually got rid of Brian Robinson, guys. I, I traded Brian Robinson in a third for a second-round pick before the season because I had Antonio Gibson. I thought it was going to be Antonio Gibson. Definitely looking like a miss right now. So going into number three, guys, we have Zach Moss. He logged all but one offensive snap. Zach Moss is everything that we wanted Jonathan Taylor to be, guys, in this NFL week two. I just They don't give Taylor all the workload, right? Zach Moss comes in. They give this dude all the keys to everything. I know Deion Jackson was horrible in week one. They have Evan Hall that got injured. So pretty much nobody there in the backfield. 
and he logs every snap but one. And really on that snap, there was not even another RB out there. It was just an empty backfield. He gets all the third down work, all the two-minute drill, all the passing downs. He runs 33 routes. So he goes 18 for 88, one TD on the ground, then four receptions for 19 yards. So Zach Moss, guys, if he is not on your roster, definitely a high priority on the waiver wire. And someone interesting in Dynasty too, man. We'll see what the Colts do going forward. They all probably won't have Anthony Richardson this week. They're probably going to have some Minshew mania. So we'll see how it goes. But Zach Moss with a monster game in week two of the NFL. So going in, we have two more left, guys. If you guys are liking what you're hearing, be sure, guys, to like and subscribe and check out some of our other videos. Now heading into... Number two, we got Marvin Mims Jr., guys. And this was insane, guys. He he goes six routes. He ran six routes. He gets two targets, right? Two receptions for 100. I think he got three targets, guys, actually. But it's two receptions for 113 yards. I'm just that's just crazy. Two receptions goes 113 yards and a TD. Wide receiver 16 on the week. No, I think that is right. Out of the six routes, six routes run, he gets two targets and two receptions. In that, he gets 113 yards and one TD. He's the wide receiver 16 on the week. So we know, guys, coming in, this guy in in college, guys, in 2021 and 2022, I think he led in the yards per reception. It was 20 plus yards per reception in both those last two years that he had in college. So we know that he's got definitely big play upside. And with Russ, man, it just, it worked this game. Six routes in those six routes, highly efficient monster plays. I think they got to get this guy more playing time. So definitely like Marvin Mims going forward, definitely a lot of room to go for him in the next coming weeks. So number one, guys, has to be Mr. Puka Nakua. Sets multiple NFL records, guys, in this week. And this is these stats were from NFL.com. It was an article by Kevin Patra. But he pretty much broke this down, guys, that he has the NFL rookie record for 15 receptions. Right? It was rookie record for most receptions in a game. It was 15 receptions. He went 15 in week two for 147 on 20 targets, guys. Craziness. Then he gets... 25 catches, guys, also in his first two games. So that's the most ever by a rookie. OBJ was the next guys who had the record before him. He held the record with 23 receptions. But what's cool about this, guys, is that OBJ, when he did it, it was already in December, right? Puka did it in his first two games, man, as a rookie. So it's crazy. There's a lot of people I know after week one that were selling Puka for like seconds. And and I understand because you probably got him in round five or maybe off your waiver wire. And you're thinking about, hey, you know what, you're making that value, you're making that profit anyways. But I think there's still some room to grow. I think he might be selling off a league winner, guys, or selling off someone that could definitely earn a first. I think I'm not selling Puka, guys, unless I'm getting a first-round pick. And even at that, I don't even want it to be a late first, guys. I know that sounds crazy, but I think that there's just a lot a lot of things that could go right for Puka. He looks just great his first two games. And then even if you're talking about Cooper Cup coming back, I think there's still opportunity for him in that offense. I think he's the clear wide receiver too with Cooper Cup back. And then you're thinking, guys, Cooper Cup's old. He's getting up there in age, guys. I mean, I don't know how long Cooper Cup's going to be around, but this year is definitely uh, definitely off to a bad start for Cooper Cup. 
So I don't mind if, if someone's going to give me Puka for a second, guys, I will take him for a second, right? I don't think you're going to get that anymore uh, with this monster week two performance that he follows it up with. We'll see how it goes, guys. But right now, also, he's only one of five players since the Super Bowl era with 10-plus receptions and 100-plus yards in his first two games. He's actually the only rookie to ever do this. And what's cool, guys, about this stat is one, one of the other five players was actually Cooper Cup in 2022. So Puka Nakua, guys, off to a fire hot start. And I'm not sure, guys, if you sell him, if you're a contender, guys, you're selling off a league winner. And if even if you're a pretender, you might be selling off a valuable asset for the near future, the very near future, right, the years to come. So I don't know, guys. You guys let me know in the comments what you think, what you're doing, if you have Puka Nakua. But that's all I have for you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure, like I said, to check out some of our other videos, and we'll see you next time.